Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Wendy Williams of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always on this beautiful evening is Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? What's up, bitches? I shouldn't say that. Oh, God. Nope. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Let's move on. Can I, be the, can I be the Nick Cannon of this, and you be the Wendy? Uh, oh, Dale, sure. Dale's the Nick Cannon. Because he kind of shows up sometimes. Like last episode, he was here, but he wasn't here. This episode, he's not here at all. Like Nick Cannon is on the Wendy yeah, Williams. A lot of you people don't have any idea who Wendy Williams is. Uh, she has a show called The Wendy Williams Show. Um, she. I just realized this is incredibly insensitive. Let's keep going. <laughs> is it? She's addicted to coke. She was uh, in yeah, house. so I said, let's say, let's be the the Wendy Williams of fantasy football. Armando said, uh, does she have cancer? No, that's not what it is. Um, she has been um, living in a sobriety house for a couple months because she like is highly addicted to cocaine. Um, but who is it? It? Just, it? Just gives me some real Charlie Sheen vibes. Mm. But she's still on TV. Charlie Sheen is. Nowhere to be found. Charlie Sheen is nose deep in an eight ball. You have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. I hate to tell you, boy, that you have AIDS. You got the AIDS. You may have caught it when you stuck that filthy needle in here. Or maybe all that unprotected sex put you here. It isn't clear, but what, what we're certain of is you have AIDS. Yes, you have AIDS. Not HIV, but full-blown AIDS. Um, yeah, so Wendy Williams. Yeah, this is probably this is a rough start, man. <laughs> this is a bad idea. I don't think in we- no way, shape, or form are we making fun of any sort of addictions. Actually, if you have uh, this kind of problem, make sure to give Armando a call. I'll be um, sure to talk you off the bridge. Yikes! What? Yeah, we, need to start. we need to start over. What did I say? Just- what did I say? Let's just keep going. Let's power through this. What is wrong with that one? Yeah. Okay. We could. Should we talk about R. Kelly next? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. R. Let's Kelly. just talk fantasy football. What did he really do because wrong? Am I right? We're gonna get in fucking trouble. Um, Longest Yard. That's what the movie I was thinking of. Who? Longest Yard. Where did that come from? Because uh, we were talking about Tyree Kill, and I was trying to think of what. Uh, what you realized that was before we hit record. Mm. All right. So we got a, a lot of cover. A lot has happened in the past week. Uh, we wrapped up a, most of what happened in free agency um, last week. And this week, we're just kind of continue with some of the trickle moves that have happened uh, along with a couple of big moves because some of the running backs had not fallen into place the last time that we talked. So uh, we're going to dive right in. We only BSed for... Two and a half minutes. That's today? a strong so, start. 
yeah, let's uh, let's get started. Let's finish with it even. Le'Veon better. Bell. Yep. Moving to the Jets. Yeah, I think this is probably where everyone expected him to land. I think we talked about this is where he was going to land. Uh, personally, for fantasy relevance, I don't think this moves him down too much. Um, I think he's took a year off, so everyone's going to have him in the top five, six, seven range. But um, I think I have no problem seeing him in number one again this year. If I won't be surprised if that happens, personally. Wow. That's... I can't say bold because... Um, he's been there before, and I think yeah. he's that talented. But I think it's lofty expectations considering the offense. Well, I'm saying it's definitely a downgrade in the offense. Sure. Um, and so, if you want to put him in that top five tier, I think you could. Um, with you know Gurley, Zeke, Barkley, uh, for me Kamara. If you want to put him in that group, I think you could. Yeah. Um. I think he kind of belongs in that very next group uh, just because of a little bit of uncertainty, right? Sure. Changing teams is a big deal for a running back. Um, and not, not to say that he's not a good talent, but um, it's the jets. So all I'm, I'll be, I mean, the offense is still, I mean, okay, here we go. He's an RB one. Who's going to get all the work. They just got Isaiah Crowell, who's we'll talk about a little later, but he's going to get all the work. So there's what twelve guys that I will say have will have that in the league. Le'Veon Bell is now one of them again. Talent wise, he's better than everyone else. I understand the offense is weaker, but he's going to get all the work, and he's and he's talented. So yeah, obviously I'm not going to rank him above Gurley, Barkley, Zeke, but just for talent purposes and the amount of work he's going to get it's hard for me to put him behind someone like gordon who ends up getting injured every year doesn't play a full slate uh david johnson's coming off a rough season i, I know kamara is great but he doesn't get as much work as Le'Veon bell will that's that's my argument for those guys so i could see you guys someone else disagreeing with me people love david johnson they love kamara but just a uh, talent and volume is what's going to keep him in the top five for me uh, I, okay. I, I can't rank him number one i agree i can't put him above those three guys but that's just my take on it. So you're in some sort of order. You have Gurley, Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and then you have uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Gordon, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I'll probably have Bell above Gordon this year, um, but yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I guess we totally I'm forgot slightly about lower. I, I'm going to have him at about eight eight or so in that second tier of running backs. Are you going to have so. Connor ahead or behind him? Uh, one moment while I pull up my rankings, but my gut says, even though Le'Veon Bell is a better running back, the system will be slightly better in Pittsburgh. So I'll slightly go with Connor. Yeah. I think I'll have a uh, Connor probably right after Gordon and then David Johnson. And yeah, that's actually, uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's accurate. So. I have Bell at eight, so. There you go. All right. All right. Next running back to fall down with the domino. What's the saying? Next chip to fall? Falling chip? The ne- uh, sure. Yeah. The next chip to fall? The, the next, next chip. domino to fall the, into place? The next. Uh, puzzle piece to place. Um, 
Mark Ingram has signed next with the piece Ravens. Of the puzzle. Last, the next piece of the puzzle is Mark Ingram signing with the Ravens. I said Saints, didn't I? He signed with the Ravens uh, for three years, fifteen million dollars. I think he's going to be a high end RB two for me. Borderline. Exactly. Um, we we spoke about this exact possible scenario. Yeah. Uh, when we had our pod last week and we were talking about who might land where. And Baltimore was an attractive landing spot for for most people. Um, it's the most Alex Collins already cut. Yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards straight to being the backup, and Mark Ingram immediately the number one guy. Right? Like, yeah. there's no question. Like, this is not. There's no question who is the the lead back for the Saints. All right. Next piece of news because I think that's uh, those are a couple of things that we wait. Are very we much are we expect. agreeing that that he's a top? Yes. Can we just do it just so people have an idea of why we're putting him there? Can we like do a name, a couple names that we'd rather have ahead of him or behind him? Just to, uh, can I just throw some names at you, Brito? Is that a yes? But the silence? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. So obviously, David Johnson or Mark Ingram? I'd, I'd rather have David Johnson. All right. This is where it gets a little more interesting Dalvin Cook or Mark Ingram? Dalvin Cook. Okay, Nick Chubb or Mark Ingram? Nick Chubb. Okay, this is the next guy on the list. This is just consensus rankings. Aaron Jones or Mark Ingram? Aaron Jones. You got to go a little farther down for me. Really? That's 13. Yeah. Okay, uh, Okay. Leonard Fournette or Mark Ingram? Yikes. Um, this is RBO 15 right now in consensus ranks. Give me Fournette for the upside. I'm going to take Fortnite as well. Okay. I think this is where we're going to stop. Marlon Mack or Mark Ingram? I don't like Marlon Mack. Give me Mark Ingram. Yeah, I think we agree on that one. I mean, the next guy up is Philip Lindsay. I think I still rather have. Um, I'd rather have Lindsay. Oh, that's where we disagree. I'll take Ingram. Not close. And that's my line. Like, right around 15 or so. Yeah. he's a, he's a, Yeah, I guess we all agree. RB, we kind of agree. 15. I have him probably at 16 ahead of Marlon Mack. And I don't. I personally don't have Lindsey ranked in the. Nobody else that I would. Uh, the only one there that maybe I would consider if he can get his stuff together, and and we'd have to see through, you know, training camp and whether Detroit can actually get some consistency, um, would be Carry On Johnson. Maybe I, I cannot consider. believe he's ranked RB nineteen. That blows my mind. In consensus, um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's very You'd rather have Marlon Mack than Kerryon Johnson? No, I would not. I would rather have Kerryon. He's ranked behind Chris Carson and Philip Lindsay. I'm, I mean, he's going to get more work than Philip Lindsay. But my, my rankings are quite different from this because I, I uh, you know, looking at consensus right now, Mark Ingram is number 25. Yeah. And for me, he'd be more, right along the line of 16 in the same group as Philip Lindsay, Carrion Johnson, and yeah. Leonard Fournette. You can take your pick of those guys. Yeah. For me, Mark Ingram is the last safe for me, RB2. The last safe RB2? Yeah, Leonard like, Fournette. And then, like, if you end up with anyone after, oh, I guess RB1. I feel like Leonard Fournette can finish as an RB1. Anyone above Leonard Fournette can finish as an RB1. I think Mark Ingram, anything, anyone below Mark Ingram has no chance of being an RB1, in my opinion. I'll say this. He will probably be, if I have already... Um, you know, an RB one on my team that it doesn't even have to be one of the elite guys. But if I get Mark Ingram as my RB two, I'm feeling super confident oh, yeah. about my running back. Order. No, you get him in the fourth round. That's fantastic. 
and and right now if you if you're drafting right now which is crazy early but i mean fuck we're i mean a lot of our leagues draft in like may after the nfl draft and their dynasty or whatever um but if you were to draft right now and you're trying to win this year and you can get mark ingram whose consensus ranking is rb25 right now yeah um i'd be thrilled with that because that's the first rb3 that's um, out of this world. I mean, he's going behind. Uh, sorry, I don't know why we're talking about this so much, but he's going behind guys like unproven juice, Tariq Cohen, um, Devontae Freeman, Damian Williams, Derrick Henry. I mean, that's I think that's absurd. Real realistically, you could start your team um, with something like, uh, yeah, let's say you're in a. 12 team league you could start your team with something like todd Gurley, follow that up with uh, a wide receiver one and then in your next two picks go something like mark ingram uh go something like philip Lindsay and mark ingram and start your team with Gurley, Lindsay, ingram and a wide receiver one and that's unreal yeah i'm not on board with the Lindsay thing i get the regs are saying that but personally i think Lindsay is probably the most questionable uh, guy we've talked about so far. I mean, he could be replaced like this in the draft. It, it kind of depends. Yeah. And, um, I mean, he could still be beat out, but I, I don't think so. If if the roster stays the same, we are talking right now in mid-March, but if the roster stays the same, he's the number one guy, and I get he's you know a little smaller than your prototypical running back, but we saw that he can very much hold up like he did last year yeah all right that's fair i just don't his yards after contact is pretty fucking awful and uh it doesn't matter that much when they can't find you behind the line and you still average five and a half yards a carry yeah juan james is gonna make miracles happen over there right burrito oh boy all right let's not do that uh tyrod taylor is signed with the chargers that's all we'll say about it, except rest in peace, Tyrod Taylor. Dale said that we should at least mention it. I mentioned it. It, it doesn't matter, though. At least there's it good... It does not matter. It's depressing. Yeah. He was good at one point a few, five years ago. No, he wasn't. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, he was a name at one point. <laughs> okay, well, I think we're both on a very opposite end of the spectrum. Um, Raiders have signed Tyrell Williams uh, to a four-year, $44 million contract, which I think is quite a bit. Um where is he going to be in your ranks, Brito? I like Tyra Williams. I did not love the landing spot. Okay. Um, I don't think that team makes me feel great about the supporting of both Antonio Brown and Tyra Williams. Um, even though, yeah, there was a time where we had... Um, Crabtree and Cooper as, you know, borderline-ish wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Um, I, you know, I think it's it's going to be more along the lines of we have a low wide receiver one and a a wide receiver three in Tyrell Williams. Yeah. Where I probably would have felt more optimistic if it had been a different landing spot. Yeah, I was hoping for the Colts, to be honest, but... um. I think the Raiders are just fine. He's playing opposite an elite wide receiver. Anytime that happens, um, there's a chance he'll produce. I mean, you've seen that with Sterling Shepard. You've seen that with Will Fuller or Kiki Cootie. Um, yeah, I think it's a possibility that Tyrell Williams could be a mid-range wide receiver too. I don't see him falling any higher than that. 
Um, but ranking him as a wide receiver three, I think, is somewhat safe. But I think he has the upside of being a mid-range uh, wide receiver two. I think he's getting drafted as a wide receiver four, looking at the ranks right now. I mean, no, no, no. I think his ceiling is a wide receiver three, man. Like, I think wide receiver four is fair. But I I don't think he's he's going to be like. Nelson was cut. We're not talking about that. But he was, Jordy Nelson was cut by the Raiders. I mean, that was fully expected. Fully was it? Expected. I mean, Jordy Nelson playing the slot. I think that was, I mean, that's nice. I was really expecting him not to not be there, but all right. Um, I'm a little disappointed. Tyrell Williams draft him as a you know wide receiver four or five. See if he can if get it, that upside. But I think three wide receiver three is your upside. I I don't I don't see a lot um, from him. I think it's going to be an up and down season. Um, and I am, I mean, it's really good for Derek Carr. Yeah, you have a very strong wide receiver one and a above average wide receiver two. Yeah, I mean they have a strong receiving core, and I mean it's not like they're going to be running the goddamn ball. They don't have they, Jalen Richards is the only one tendered right now. Like no one else is there. I mean they're going to draft the guy. Yeah, you hope so or sign. Jay. And there's a few guys that still haven't landed in spots who could potentially, but yeah, ugh. they're not pretty. Um, so one guy who got signed surprisingly is Adrian Peterson to a two-year contract to the, with the, who is it? The Redskins? Does it matter? Do we drafting him in any leagues? This is Geis insurance in case Geis isn't back. Is it Geis? I thought it was Juice. Or Goose. This is Darius Geis insurance. Why did you just call him Juice? I called him Juice earlier and then you. mm. Little bit of dressing. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. What is that? It's a young gravy song. You don't know who that you is. You brought him up earlier. Juice, sauce, little bit of dressing. Juice, okay, sauce. Is it a McDonald's commercial? Did he? So, uh, Adrian Peterson is just kind of Darius Geis insurance. Um, we all, at this point in time, expect guys to be back for the start of the season, coming back from an ACL injury. However, those can sometimes be tricky, and so I think Peterson is just insurance, just in case, um, and kind of, it's it's nice to have that veteran presence for for that locker room, um, and especially a young running back who who needs to develop, so yep. I think that's what that is. It's a good move for them. Yeah, it's a fine move. Um, Brito's love interest, uh, Tevin Coleman, signed with the 49ers. Personally, this sucks. This is crazy, right? Is it? The cheap ass contract, lucky guy, right? Not this is crazy. Guy. Yeah, it was so he could have got. I think you could have got so much more money somewhere else. He went to the 49ers, yeah, instead of going to Baltimore, instead of going to Oakland, instead of going to New York. He went to the 49ers, who last offseason kind of spent all this money on their guy. Yep, and now. The 49ers are going to save a ton of money by cutting Jarek McKinnon. They haven't done it yet. They're going to. He missed the whole year, man. Yeah. Um. All right. Hypothetically. Do you, okay, quick, quick, quick question. Go ahead. But do you think they cut McKinnon? No. I will say this just so people know. They did re-sign Raheem Morset. Uh, Morset? Morset? I don't know. Um, so he's not going anywhere, and he showed some flashes. 
Um, Brita has been chatted up as a trade um, target to, I think, the Eagles. Right. So, personally, I think all that being said, I don't see McKinnon getting cut, especially if they trade Matt. You don't see him getting cut? No. Uh, I do not. Okay. So, Shanahan obviously was interested in Coleman. That was one of his guys back in Atlanta, right? Sure. Back when you had the beautiful uh, Devonta Freeman season and Coleman was kind of just coming in. Is there a chance that he does a similar no. two-back system where yes. Tevin Coleman is the guy and then McKinnon's just coming in as the third down back or whatever? Or is that what you're seeing out of the scenario? I think it's going to be 50-50 split, yeah, for sure. Oh, 50-50 split is so gross for fantasy. Can I, you just give me a guy? I, if I'm drafting one, I'm going to take McKinnon, especially in PPR. If you're drafting right now, you would rather have Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. If he stays on the roster, I'm assuming he is. I will take McKinnon, especially in PPR. I will. I mean, Tevin Coleman can catch the ball now. Not not after his rookie season. Now, uh, he's uh, he's developed that skill pretty nicely. McKinnon's uh, a little more elusive, but I will say this: McKinnon is known to be fragile. Um, so yeah. there's that. That's I agree. I would right now uh, place my money on Tevin Coleman. Will have the majority share of the carries for the 49ers this season and Tevin Coleman will be the better back of the two. So if I had to draft right now, it would be Tevin Coleman over Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman um, as a potential middle round uh, gem for me right now. Okay. So here are the consensus ranks. McKinnon is at 27 Coleman is at 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about right. Um, if if I were uh, a betting man, <clears throat> I'm, I'm building up to something here. If I were a betting man, I would take Tevin Coleman to have more fantasy points this season than Jarek McKinnon. You, my my love interest of last year, Jarek McKinnon. If, do you want to make a bet on this? That's a, motherfuck. What do you think I'm doing? I felt, I Christ, felt like man. you were trying to do that, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't say it necessarily, so I wasn't sure if that's what you were going for. Or. <laughs> what could I possibly have been saying from all that slow speech and kind of building up to it and – it's such a close <laughs> bet. Yes. Okay. Do you just need me to flat out say it? Like, fuck. Half point PPR, I'll take Jared McKinnon. I can tell how Armando, like, dates women. Like, when he's unsure in the process, he's like, man, does she like me? Does she not? <laughs> Armando is just, like, flat out, wait, like, so are you going to suck my dick? Or, like, <laughs> you, you can't assume this stuff, especially nowadays. You just got to know. <laughs> Pulls out consent form that she has to fucking sign and shit. <laughs> that would be useful, honestly. Exactly. No, it is, especially if they're drunk. Yeah, Armando. Oh, what? <sighs> All right, moving on. Uh, so the Patriots made a bunch of low-end pickups. Ellington and Dorsett both signed one-year deals, super low money. Um, I think we both agree Edelman will be a wide receiver, high-end wide receiver too. Um, are any of these two guys, Ellington or Dorsett, worth drafting? Or talking about any further than I just said? Uh, not really. Okay. 
Hogan's still a free agent, if that matters. Um, I'm taking Ellington uh, for as long as he's healthy. He does have a lot of injuries in his past. All right, so uh, Dante Moncrief has signed with the Steelers. Um, I think a lot of people were assuming James Washington would take on the role. I think Dante Moncrief is a guy. What do you think? He's a body, yeah. a warm body. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking he's going to be – I think he's worth drafting as like a – like maybe the last round taking a stab at it if you miss out on James Washington. I mean, he did get a lot of looks with the Jaguars. He didn't do anything with it. Um, the Steelers still need to add another wide receiver, man. Like, who the fuck is – I mean, I, I get that you are hoping James Washington becomes that guy, but you don't know. You really have no idea. So you lost Antonio Brown. Juju is forced to become the wide receiver one, which, I mean – we're all hopeful and optimistic about, but like that could backfire. And so um, yeah, Moncrief is a body, but can he win the number two job in that situation? I mean, it's, it's very possible. Sure. Uh, I don't think, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to stick with, uh, Juju. I think Juju's a safe wide receiver one in drafts. Um, James Washington has the upside. Uh, James they- Washington is the upside. Uh, Dante Moncrief is kind of like the hopeful um, later round uh, dart throw. And then I even even still from an NFL standpoint, the Steelers need to add another wide receiver to this core. They'll because- probably draft some. I mean, they have Eli Rogers, who they just resigned. They just signed Moncrief, so that's four guys. That means they have one more opening um, realistically. So, yeah, they'll probably draft a guy. I mean, Antonio so right Brown taking Washington over Moncrief. Absolutely, um, yeah, not close. The upside is just there. I mean, Moncrief has had his chance and he's done nothing with it. Okay, or do you agree? I agree, but I just I would keep my eye out because I, it's one of those situations where. Moncrief is the veteran that could just kind of finally break out type of thing. Yeah. You don't think that's possible here? No. I think it's very possible. Maybe. Sure. I mean, it's a good landing spot for him. Yeah. It's a great landing spot. I think big Ben has, has a way of making wider. I mean, making things work over there. I think he'll be fine. I think Antonio Brown did not do anything his rookie season. James Washington didn't do anything his rookie season. I think there's a chance that, he could. I don't think he's going to reproduce. I'm not. Compa- I don't think he's going to be Antonio Brown. I think he's going to be an effective wide receiver to to Juju. How many? How many targets realistically Dante Moncrief this year? I know that's a hard question to pin in March, but forty. Oh wow! So you think this is a nothing type of thing? I would. I would think. I think that's enough. Forty would be a career low. That's really low. I mean, he went from being the guy in the Jaguars. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's gonna, he's not gonna be the guy here. I mean, the, the offense runs through the running back and Juju. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna count the Jaguars like, look who's throwing him the fucking ball. He had Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler last year. All right, he didn't do shit with the Colts either, and he had luck throwing the ball. And I don't know who else the other guy was. That's fair. I mean, it's fair. This is going to be his sixth NFL season, and he's never gotten 800 yards receiving. So, um, again, I just think it's a good dart throw candidate considering the yes. Steelers, how they've been. Absolutely. I think in the last round, I think he's going to be there, and I think he's worth taking if he's healthy and starting. 
And this, I mean, it's going to be an all-new Steelers offense, but still interesting guy. All right. His career low, yeah, I guess 40 would be his career low. Yeah, you're right. You're good. Said that. Yeah, I didn't think that was accurate, but it's low. I think he'll be right around 100 targets this year. God damn. You really think that? I, I mean, he... He who they don't have people to throw the ball to. Okay, hold on a second. Let me see how many targets Antonio Brown got last year. Over, like, hey, I, I think Moncrief ends up with fifty-five catches, uh, six hundred and something yards, and like four touchdowns. A productive season. Oh, you, you know, off the top of your head, how many uh, targets did Antonio Brown get last year? Uh, I'd say 140, 150. Hold on. I'm trying to find this real quick. Okay. So Antonio Brown had 160. He missed two games, right? Yeah. One game. Two games. Yeah. Play 15 games. Okay. So he got 168 targets. That team is going to have 168 targets to give away. Right. That's a shit ton. Yeah. All right. It all depends on who becomes the wide receiver, too. Again, if it's James Washington, then I'll backtrack and say, you know, I mean, Moncrief gets 70 targets this season, which is not good. But If he gets 70 targets, I don't necessarily, he's... I don't necessarily love Moncrief. I think this all depends on who wins that wide receiver two job. I mean, maybe they'll do a wide receiver by committee. All three of them will get 70. I mean, 70 targets is good. With Very possible. In a year where you're kind of restructuring the position, it's very possible that you kind of spend the you know the first half of the season defining the role and a bunch of guys end up with a bunch of targets so it's very possible that that happens yeah if okay i was going to say this make a neat bet but i think we're both on the same page dude antonio brown uh, when the fuck was the last time he didn't have 100 receptions holy crap uh 2012 that's awesome yeah he's a man um, next guy, Crowell was released. Nobody cares. He's going to sign. You know what? Watch him sign with Oakland and be a top 15 running back. Gross. Yeah. Uh, next guy, next chip to I fall. Mean, I mean, he was going to be released. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell was signed. Like, yeah. What you need him for? Yeah. No, they still, they have Elijah Maguire, who's actually pretty good, but. Uh, yeah. It's a great backup. Yeah. Um, Golden Tate has signed with the Giants. For a four-year, which is a lot of money to give to an old wide receiver. Four years, $37 million contract. Um, he's going to be filling those Odell shoes, um, those bright-colored shoes. It's weird to give a wide receiver a four-year deal when they're 31 and just had one of their worst seasons. Can't blame the kid, though. I mean, he moved mid-year. Why'd you call him a kid? He's 31. He's my age. He's like a... He's like a... Hold on. Hold on. When is this guy's birthday? He's going on Are 31. You older than Golden Tate? Yeah, he's going to be 31 by the time the season starts. Yeah, so I'm older than Golden Tate. He's older than me. Who who personally was my guy in 2015, just saying. Wait, wait when did we start this podcast? I don't know. 2016? He's Armando's first my boy. Just saying. I have a soft spot for him. All right, what are we doing with Golden Tate? Is he is, soft spot Uranus? Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Um, so Golden Tate is a wide receiver. What? <laughs> Can you just answer the question if the soft spot is your anus, please? Yes. Okay. Mm. Mm. Golden Tate is a wide receiver three. Uh, Ster- Sterling Shepard or Gold Tate? Uh, Golden Tate. Tate. Yeah, I agree. Golden Tate. Wait, no. I'm taking, I'm taking Sterling Shepard. No, I absolutely disagree with you. Why? Sterling Shepard, when Odell's not there, is a solid wide receiver too. Yeah, but that, you just brought in Golden Tate to kind of fucking take over. Golden Tate is not as good or young as Sterling Shepard. He's been in the system for a bit. I think he has... Wait, wait, Did you say as good or as young? Like, pick pick a lane. Golden Tate is a better wide receiver than Sterling Shepard. At their prime, sure. I'm taking I'm taking Sterling Shepard this year going forward. Do you want to make it? Okay. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let's see where the... Sterling Shepard is 39. I think people are going to agree with you, Brito. And... Golden Tate is 38. So there you go. Can't make a yeah, bet on that I'd one. I'd say Golden Tate is more like 33 for me and Sterling Shepard right around there, like 39, 40. Yeah, fuck you guys. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has decided not to sign. Actually, I might go higher on Golden Tate. I, th- I think he he, uh, he commands some targets this year, man. Um, You're going to be saying, I, okay, let's throw some names out here. Chris Godwin or Golden Tate? Eh. Uh, I just threw one out there, man. Golden Tate. There's going to be so many fucking dynasty people and stuff right now that are just screaming at their, screaming at their podcast player, you know, easily fantasy, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Um, I don't know why I'm advertising. If you're fucking like 40 minutes into an episode, like obviously you know who the fuck we are. Why am I doing that? Um, You should Google us. I'll take Golden Tate. Huh? Um, Marvin Jones. Or Golden Tate. Come on, bitch. Golden Tate. Robbie Anderson? Why is he even on this list? Robbie Anderson or Golden Tate? Golden Tate. Yeah, it's not close. Okay, here's a good one. You're going to... Calvin Ridley or Golden Tate? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. All right, so you got him at the, like number twenty nine. Yeah, like right around thirty, I think is where he belongs. Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver, middle wide receiver three. All right, all right, whatever. Um, next guy, Teddy Bridgewater has signed with the Saints, not the Dolphins. My heart is broken. Um, Kareem Hunt is out for eight games for violating the personal conduct policy. Um, didn't even kick her that hard. No, no, he didn't. This was clearly a seven-game suspension-worthy violation. Yeah, wow. You think that much? Just kidding. He should. He kicks. He kicks somebody. I'm sorry. Why do you kick people? Like, he should be suspended for more than that. It's because he are, he's kind of already like I know he wasn't suspended last year, but he kind of already served some games. You know. That's fair. I don't. I mean, if you're gonna make games, that's the only. That, that's actually my only argument here. Time this served. Is fine. I, I, the, the, I I get you. What you're saying. Time served. You're not counting added. time served. You should be though. Like I get that. Right, but uh, the expectation was six games. They came out with eight. I feel like they should have counted time served and given them, you know, a little less. Are you but, are you going to keep him in your dynasty team, burrito? Uh, that's probably is one of my later keeps, but yeah, unfortunately. 
Um, how does this affect Nick Chubb? People have him ranked 14 right now. I personally don't. It means Nick Chubb is going to be a beast for eight weeks. And that's about it. <laughs> and borderline. And then you kind of have to, you have to worry. You genuinely have to worry about Kareem Hunt once he comes in. Because we've already seen that when there is another back, um, then you have to worry about Nick Chubb's um, workload. So, uh, you know, I, I think that Kareem Hunt is going to be the number two guy, um, but he can be effective with, some, you know, smaller workload and that I would worry for the second half of the season if I was a Nick Chubb owner. I, really, that's what this whole move with Hunt to the Browns has made me feel. It's just um, less opportunity for Chubb. That's all. Yeah. Not necessarily a good opportunity for Hunt, just less opportunity for Chubb. Yeah. It's a crappy situation. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, I think, only needs like 12 carries a game. And if they're going to be a run-heavy team, which I don't think they're going to be. Um... Right. All in all, this was, uh, I think, uh, a real kick to Nick Chubb's fantasy value. Wow, he's just kicking everything. Um, another guy who is – I'm just going to skip over the Ryan Tannehill news – um, Tyree Kill is under investigation for alleged battery. <laughs> Titans have Ryan Tannehill now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes over the job. Honestly, like midseason, they're they're like doing mediocre. Let's just give the Bob. Let's just give the Ryan Tannehill a chance. I mean, he's just as good. Like they're equal. I don't like Ryan Tannehill. They're both shitty quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota is not a good quarterback, and I would not be remotely surprised if Mariota gets benched very early this season for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, he looked awful last season. He should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, I'd I'd actually rather have Tannehill and cut my ties with Mariota. Yeah, and they got him. For and cheap. Tannehill like doesn't even have good knees, and you know what or, I mean, like or shoulders. <sighs> Can't carry the load. Um, so Tyreek Hill is um, under. We got to spend some time talking about Ty- Tyreek Hill. Sure. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. He sh- his new team is going to be uh, playing alongside Chris Rock and uh, Adam Sandler on uh, in the longest yard. No, that's a good joke because what he's going to jail. Yeah, he should go to jail. He broke some kid's arm. His kid's arm. He is a person of interest in a and a. Uh, I'm going to put a reportedly injured person. Broke arm. He uh, broke the in, arm in an alleged battery. I will say this as well. This is the third time him... That he's had some sort of yes. incident. The first time was with the kid two or three days before this, same month. And the other time is when he punches girlfriend Crystal in the face in college. So if he doesn't get arrested and sent to jail, he's going to get suspended. Can we agree on that? I mean, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, the league has already done, has implemented um, suspensions on people that have been found not guilty using their own investigations on stuff or, you know, weren't charged. That's fair. Um, Yeah, I think it's very possible that he uh, faces some sort of suspension. So just, just keep an eye out. And be be cautious if you're drafting Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you're not drafting next week, and hopefully this is resolved sooner. 
Um, there are rumors that they might trade for John Ross, which I think is interesting. If he goes there, they're both two of the fastest guys in the NFL. I don't think he can fill the shoes, but I think it's an uptick in a better quarterback uh, than Andy Dalton. If the Chiefs acquired John Ross, <laughs> don't draft Tyreek Hill. No, <laughs> that's a bad sign. It's it's a bad. I think it's they're gonna they're gonna acquire another wide receiver. They have to. They lost Chris Conley. They they have to get another guy. You ever like read a book? And they're clearly foreshadowing something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Like, the character in the book, you know, reads in a book that their favorite character dies. You know what I mean? Like, the character in the book goes outside and it's fucking raining. If Kansas City signs, uh, uh, trades for uh, Ross, do not draft Tyreek Hill. That is the ultimate foreshadowing. Yep. I have, yeah, they're exactly, they have... They're both the fastest guys, like one, two, Tyreek Hill, John Ross. Like they're both amazingly fast. Obviously, Tyreek Hill's better, but they're they definitely have a target there. Um, Do you think our audience? Uh, I don't feel like our audience will appreciate me using any sort of literary term. Uh, why don't you use something that has to do with Donald Trump? Oh, that's how you think our audience. Uh, <laughs> Everyone lo- loves talking about Donald Trump. Is so my my uh, dude, everybody does. My dad um, has this hat that's red, but it says Miami on it. Oh god, it looks exactly like a MAGA hat, but it says Miami on it. It's it's really misleading. That sucks. <laughs> you, does he know that? <laughs> Have you talked to him about it? <laughs> <laughs> now he uses it as like. Hey, look at my MAGA hat. <laughs> I'm sure he says it like that too. <laughs> I'm like that do that not here not here not ever um and his so, response it, my dad's actual response was you think i came to this country to be afraid that's <laughs> <laughs> very fucking cuban of him yeah very cuban all right let's all right. go through some quick wide receiver stuff that doesn't matter too much Jerome allison has re-signed with the packers he was tendered um it's a one-year deal if he wins out the job, he's a wide receiver too. He was on his pace to be a thousand yard receiver last year before getting injured and serving some concussions. I think Allison is more talented than Marquez Valdez Scantling. And these are some long ass names they have on there. Equinius St. Brown. I'll take Allison. Yeah. I will rank it exactly in that order. Allison, Valdez Scantling, and St. Brown. You know you don't have to say their whole fucking name. Yeah, I guess I could but just yeah, say... But yeah, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is really annoying. And what about the other guys? Can you say his other name? Equinemus St. Brown. I, I, I'm I, pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. And Equinemus. I've been doing that for a year now. Equine Science Brown. Like, these parents are fucking trolling at this point. <laughs> yeah, I want to know where they got that one from. But even when the parents don't, like, the players themselves get fucking nicknames that like they're clearly just trolling us. I don't, like, I don't think you just want us to say haha Clinton Dix. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a real name. <laughs> it's fair. I, I think Marquez Valdez is a fair like it it's his mom and dad's name is and he's Hispanic. Like, okay, I get that. That's cool, man. But Saint Brown? Is you think he's is he Trinidadian? That would make sense if he's from Jaguars have signed Chris Connolly. 
which is sad for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Nick Foles. You know, you never know. Um. Yeah. No, that's sad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, moving on. Tyler Eifert is back with the Bengals. It doesn't matter. He's going to get injured within four games. And we are cruising now. Uh, Dolphins have signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. I personally think this is a great move for the offense of the Dolphins. Tank for Tua. Yeah. No, for real. Um, I think I think I think this gives everyone more fancy value. I think Parker's interesting. Kenny Stills is fucking interesting now. Um, I think they're going to lose more. How interesting? How like look. Look, if there's one thing Ryan Fitzpatrick can do, he can fucking air it out. And if there's one thing the Dolphins have is speed in their wide receivers. Jakeem Grant, Kenny Stills are fast as fuck. Do you agree okay. with that? I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind it from their wide receiver position. So I think it's uh, it is. I think it is a good move com- compared to. To Ryan Tannehill, I think this is a good move for their offense. So, I mean, I think it's a lot of money they gave the guy, though. Twenty eleven million dollar contract, I think, is way too much to play for Fitzpatrick. I'd prefer we just threw in one of our other guys and just uh, really lost. It's fine for a one year guy. Two years. Um, two years. Yeah, so just said that. Yes, yeah, two year deal. Um, this doesn't matter, but Jory Nelson was released and is practicing or training in front of the Seahawks today. We don't know if he signed or not. But uh, that's some news. <laughs> and um, Lions have signed the Rams uh, free agent running back Malcolm Brown. It's an offer sheet, so he's not officially um, a Lion. The Brown, the the Rams have a chance to match the deal, and he stays a Ram. So we'll see what happens with that one. Do you want me to cover any of those again? Do you want to talk about them? Um. No, I think actually the most important two were the ones we kind of skipped over, which were Eifert and Fitzpatrick um, of the last, you know, five or six. Um, you think Eifert's interesting? I think Eifert is interesting as long as he can be healthy. So <clears throat> he's the perfect streamer streamer tight end. That's what he is. He's a streamer tight end that as long as he's healthy, you have a good you have a good person to slot in a tight end. Sure. But that's like seven games. Four last year because you were unlucky. Max. <clears throat> All right. Max. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, what do you want to talk more about Fitzpatrick? I mean, I, I do, you, do you have a counter? Like, you don't think you think this helps or hurts the the wide receivers over there? I think it helps the wide receivers. Um, yeah, I'm interested in, in two guys. I'm not interested in Barker, and I, I, I never have been. I'm interested in Kenny Stills um, more so than anyone else. Uh, in that wide receiving core, um, I, I, I think Kenny Stills showed that he has the ability to be a serviceable wide receiver. However, also got himself injured, um, as well as Albert Wilson, who I think is that speed that you mentioned. Um, maybe I'm just uh, a guy that likes Albert Wilson as a talent. But yeah, I mean the Dolphins used him really well last year. It's a different coaching staff, and that's what makes me nervous about Albert Wilson. Um, I think Kenny Stills has um, survived, what, three coaches at this point? I think Kenny Stills is going to be just fine over here um, with this with Fitzpatrick and the new coaching staff. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, you're, Albert Wilson's fast and Jakeem Grant. I, I, I'm curious to see what happens with Devontae Parker. I don't know. Like, he sucks. He sucked, but maybe, maybe Fitzpatrick can make him look good because he just loves throwing the ball 
to people that aren't open. <laughs> so, and if there's one thing Devonte Parker can do, is not is get open. Not get open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glad you finished that one for me. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right. Last one. Uh, Randall Cobb has uh, signed with the Cowboys. That is the biggest shrug, as Nick has said. Nobody gives a fuck. Do you agree? That is a big shrug. Yeah. Yeah. How much? Uh, how much was the deal? Shit. I don't know. It's a one-year deal. Um. It wasn't a lot. I mean, oh god, why are you put me on the spot to do research? Don't worry about it. Okay. Um. And one last thing. Me and Brito are going to negotiate a trade on air. No. Nope. God damn it. Ah, Armando's trying to pressure me into trade. I'm just not ready. Yeah. Come. Come on, man. Well, that's been our show. Uh, if you enjoyed us, please rate us on iTunes. If you didn't enjoy us, send me an angry email. Uh, which one do I give them? Contact at easyfantasy.com. Yes, or I was going to give him Dale's email, but then he'd be pissed. Yeah, he'd be pissed. Don't do that. <laughs> or uh, at eatsleepff on Twitter. And stay off the coat, kids, because it's not good for you. Dude, we uh, were very not uh, PC PC this episode, and that makes me uncomfortable. Really? It makes you uncomfortable, Brito? Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Woo. Uh-huh. Eat, sleep, fantasy.